0: Jesus, thank you for being with me this morning. Glory to God, hallelujah! I'm just gonna sing. I can't sing like Clint Brown, but I appreciate those different songs. And this is just a short, short little song. And it says, Lord, I will bow to you, to none hands have made, but you. Lord, I will worship you, only you alone, I worship you. I will lay down my idols, and thrones I have made, all that is taken my the words up but that is a song really that's in my spirit I have used that the Lord has used that song when I've gone into different cities to just sing that over and over that I will bow to you and to you alone for you alone are worthy amen and this morning I encourage you this morning that today we want to lay aside anything anything any idol idolatry is worship anything that you put before the lord jesus the god says i will have no other gods before me and it might be fame it might be a ministry it could be good things but they have taken the place that only that belongs only to the lord because he has one number. There's only one number with God. I love the, what Pastor Kim says. There's only one number with God. It, it's number one. And he says that he wants you to seek him first. And if you seek first him, the kingdom of God, then all these other things will be added to you. But if you seek money first, if you seek fame first, if you seek notoriety first, if you seek uh, uh, relationships outside of him anything that you put before it's not going it's, to it's, you're not going to have those other things but if you seek first the kingdom of God and, and I like that word seek if you look that up it means worship if you worship him first all these other things will be added to you with him we can do all things without him we can do nothing with him we can do all things Without him, we can do nothing. Because everything we do without him will burn up, will perish, will burn up when those things that can be shaken that will be shaken. So that those things that are in him can remain. And so, so this morning we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, we'll see how far we get about um, a deceived heart. Because I, I desire one of my favorite psalms is that I sing. And my worship with him is, um, give me a pure heart that he will not despise. Give me a right heart, free from compromise. Give me a pure heart to keep me close to him. And and when your heart is cluttered, when your heart is cluttered with so many different things going on, the devil can crack, creep in. And all of a sudden, you're involved in all kinds of things that are outside peace. There, there's not peace in them. But he says that he will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. The Bible says uh, that word defines shalom, just so you know, because I've studied that word, shalom. One of the definitions of shalom is unity. It's unity with God. There's no peace outside of God. There's no peace in in, uh, trying to attain to him. The way has been made this morning for you to have peace. It was finished and ratified and, and established through the finished work of Jesus Christ. There was the death of the testator. My access to peace, my peace hallelujah, comes from the peacemaker, the one who made the peace for me, my advocate, <laughs> hallelujah, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, amen, hallelujah, there is no peace outside of him, he's the one that I follow, when I get off, I'm prone to wander just like you, to look over there, it's, wait a minute there's not any peace here I fix I get my focus back on the author and the finisher of my of my life the author and the finisher of my faith he's the one who I believe for salvation he's the one that is finishing the work in me everything holds together through my faith in Jesus Christ amen let's start over here hallelujah hallelujah because I want to, I pray that these words that we, that these, I'm going to talk, we're, I'm going to give you some scriptures this morning, and let the word work in you. Hallelujah. This word is alive. It will quicken you. It will bring peace to you. It'll bring restoration to you. I don't trust what man says. I trust the word of God. It is sure. It is fast. It, it stands fast. Amen. And this word will do a work in you if you receive it in your heart this morning. I have to receive it just like you. I have to nourish myself in this word. Amen. Let's just go. We're going to start with Psalm 23 because the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. The Lord is your shepherd this morning. If you've accepted him, this is the simplest prayer that we prayed and we learned all those years ago Psalm 23, there's so much contained. We could probably just study on Psalm 23 and camp there for years and dine on. The Lord is my shepherd. Do you, is he your shepherd today? Oh, is he your shepherd? See, if he isn't, if you're following another one, then you're you're following a hireling. There was only one that paid the price. Hallelujah. There's only one true shepherd and bishop of our souls. And when we follow him, he says that if you will allow him to be your shepherd, that he will lead you. He will guide you. Hallelujah. He will be your bishop over your soul. He will winnow out when things are awry in your spirit. Let me just get Uh, a Kleenex here. Thank Kleenex here. Thank you, Lord hallelujah because the the lord is my shepherd but it's not enough that he's my shepherd he wants to be your shepherd this morning hallelujah maybe you haven't had peace you don't even remember ever having peace i want you to know peace as a person this morning His name is Jesus. And the Father God loved you so much that he didn't give you leftovers. He gave you the very best. He demonstrated his love through sending his son into the world to live as a man. He was very God, but he was very man. He laid aside his divinity so that he could feel everything we felt so that he can be made the captain of our salvation. He, There's not no one that knows your pain but Jesus. I can't even really empathize with what you've gone through and where you've been. But I know a Savior. I'm not trying to get things from you. I'm trying to get him to you. Hallelujah. There are so many people trying to get things from us. But I want you to know that we're here to get things to people. We're here to get Jesus We're here to get the advocate to you so that you know that you have help in your hour of need. For whatever situation you may be facing, you can call upon Jesus. And you can call upon the God who lives. He's not dead. He is ever living to make intercession for you. And with confidence, when you call upon the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. Amen. You shall be saved. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. Amen. He leads me. He makes me, first of all, to lie down, to rest, to recline in green pastures. You could be in a desert, but I want you to know the Lord says you can lay down in him in green pastures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He will lead you beside still waters. Amen. He this morning will lead you beside still waters. Hallelujah. He restores, and that's this is probably where we're going to stop this morning. And He restores your soul. Hallelujah. That's the key verse today. He is the restorer of your soul. If your soul is your, if your spirit man is not at peace, there's only one that can restore. His name is Jesus. It's not going to different levels of meditation, it is a person. Because there is a beautiful side to evil. There is a demonic. They, it, don't, they, don't they masquerade as angels of light? So you better find out whether that Jesus that you're speaking to has come in the flesh. Whether it's a, a demon disguising himself as Jesus. Or whether he can say, Jesus Christ, I am Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because he has to have come in the flesh. Amen. He had to walk as a man, and he had to pay the price for you and I. Hallelujah! You, can, you know, there's devils that will. That you you rely too much on a on an apparition, on a on a vision, on anything besides this word. said the Bible says, that you have a more sure word of prophecy. That any angel, that anything you feel or see, it has been written and ratified and it is the word of God. And we need to look into this perfect law of liberty and not be a forgetful here. So we're going to read about some things that will maybe bring you some deception this morning. The Bible says in, in Colossians In Colossians 4. That we need to redeem our time. And so I pray this morning. That your time is going to be redeemed. This morning. Because the days are evil. And you need to know how to answer people. That are outside covenant. There is a covenant. I'm a covenant person. My covenant has been set. And fixed and firmly established. in In my faith. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, I have believed upon him, and I have been saved. hallelujah, and there areabbaaba, you can't tell me I'm not saved. you can cut my arm off, you can't take out my salvation. it is firm, it is established in my soul hallelujah and because I have established that in me it will lead me to restore me if I am out if if I am vexed with the filthy conversation of what people are doing or saying around me that spirit of Christ in me the hope of glory will lead me back to repentance will lead me to get clean will lead me to get rid of this this stuff that I've seen and I've heard that is vexing my soul do you have your, your soul get best. You, it, there, there's things that it should best you. There should be some things that you're seeing around you that you know your spirit, man, this Holy Spirit saying, I don't, I don't like that. See, see, Lot was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Day and night he was seeing the filthy conversation. He was looking upon what they were saying and what they were doing. And he, he was seeing it with his eyes, but his spirit was being vexed. His spirit was being vexed, and we that have our containers now, because he was, um, at that point, he, the Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out upon all flesh, but, okay, on the day of Pentecost. So this is old covenant, but still he was righteous, and he was being vexed because he knew what righteousness looked like, and what righteousness said, and what righteousness should be, and so his soul was vexed. His mind was vexed. Now we have the Holy Spirit that is within us as a believer. And our Holy Spirit can be grieved. You can grieve the Holy Spirit when you speak wrong things. When you say, he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit with which you are sealed. And so today, right now, let's just ask the Lord if there's any way in which we have grieved the Holy Spirit. This morning by what we have said against a righteous person, against a believer, against whatever you might have said that is contrary to uh, seasoned with grace in the ears of the hearer this morning. Let's just go ahead and say, Lord, I, I just ask that you would forgive me this morning for wrong words, for not speaking life over this situation. You have called me to bind up the brokenhearted. To set at liberty those that are bound. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. That the price has been paid for the vengeance upon Jesus Christ the Lord. And so, Father, we thank you, Father, for forgiving us. We confess our, our, our words can be, have been stout about your faithfulness. And so, Lord, we ask that you would dig up any contrary words that do not align with life in Jesus' name. And, Father, we will curse only what you say to curse and do only what you say to curse. You said that we are to forgive life and even that more abundant life. So Lord, help us to bind up those broken hearts and to set at liberty those that are held captive even to deception in the name of Jesus. As we pray this morning over people that we, I pray for you that if you have been deceived, if you uh, believed a lie, I pray right now that the witness, that a light of the glorious gospel as you hear these words will shine into your heart and you'll be set free. Amen. I'm free this morning. I'm free, but I'm being set free. I, I, I'm i free, but I'm being set free. Hallelujah. And he, because we don't just get saved once, we're saved every day. We're redeemed every day. We're, we're made whole every day. Hallelujah. We're going from glory to glory. That's what I want for you. I want for you to go from glory to glory. Because we are the salt of the earth. We are the salt, the preservative. Of the earth, hallelujah. So let's 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 talk about a few things that may may get us over to to what um, can deceive our hearts. I'm going to read what the word says because I that's where I look to for instruction. And and I wanted to read what vexation means because uh, you may be vexed and you don't even know what's vexed. So this is the definition of what vexed. Uh, means and this was in the in the in the portion of scriptures from Second Peter where we were talking about Second uh, Peter uh, where uh, um, he was vexed. Lot was vexed with the filthy conversation of of, of his neighbor. His lot was vexed with the filthy conversation of those people, and that word vex means to torture, pain. Torment, tossing, tossing. Some of this is gonna, is gonna. If you can't sleep at night, it might be that you are being vexed by something that's going on around you, and it's not a demon, but it may be that you are. It, it may be a demon, but this is what this is. Torture is kind of coming from Jesus. It's coming from something you opened yourself up to and it's torturing you and it's vexing you. But the Holy, if you're born again and you have the Holy Spirit, he is the shepherd and bishop of your soul. And so he is the one that will help you to keep you free and leads you to repentance and how to get free. Amen? We take the covenant meal. We believe the blood. We believe the body was broken for us. We take it we eat of it when you pour uh, b- wine when you pour wine on a white picture wine being poured if I would have been able to do that <laughs> just uh, anyway say I had a piece of white fabric here this morning and I poured wine on it or grape juice you can go ahead and try it it'll take you a while to try to get that out because it's a picture of That the blood, when you apply the blood, it goes into areas that you don't even understand. It winnows out. It, It flushes out. It goes into every cell and every membrane. Hallelujah. It goes beyond it. You are stained. We are washed. Hallelujah. With that crimson blood, and I'm washed, and it penetrates me hallelujah it went us out it, it is a discerner of things that I need to get rid of if in my soul in my spirit amen in my body he'll he'll show me what I, not not to eat and what to eat and, and he's my lead and my guide amen the blood is so powerful it is so so when that when you apply that blood when you take that blood, Think of it. Just look at you. Maybe you want to do it at home. Just put a little of that on a on, on a white sheet or something, and 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 And, and see if, how easy it is to get that out. Huh? But when you see when we apply that blood to ourselves, it can't rub a It stays white. See on a white sheet on the natural, it's forever gonna be red. But on the believer, when we perceive and we take hold of the blood, it's the opposite. It makes us white as snow. And we don't trample underfoot the blood of Jesus by, by going and doing whatever we think and then covering it by the blood. No, no we, we don't trample. We don't make light what was purchased for us. This is valuable. Hallelujah. This is called the precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. And he is a he will restore our soul. Amen. He wants your soul to be restored. It says here in 1st Peter and let me just give you this verses and you can go look at them. So that was 1st Peter us uh, 225 about he wants us to return. Return. If you've gone astray, return to the shepherd and the bishop of your soul. Now, a bishop is one who watches as an overseer. A lot of people like to call themselves bishops, you know. You know, we just call ourselves lovers of Jesus, you know. You can call me a first lady. You can call me pastor. You can call me Gail. You can call me mom. You can call me sister. Hallelujah. You can call me a lot of things. I'm still, I'm going to do the same thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he's the shepherd and he's the bishop of my soul. And he's in me. And no matter what color you paint me, whether you came painted me white, you painted me purple. Inside of me is, my, is the, what it, the, the spirit of God, the candle of the soul is bigger than what you see on the outside. Is whether I have roots that show or my hair is trimmed. The greater thing that is in me is the spirit of the living God. And that is what we want to take ascendancy in this hour and reprove us in this hour. Not what man says, not what you who you want to follow or or what whatever. It is the Holy Spirit, and He will always lead you to His Word. Because His Word is truth. Not a media source or not. A, his word, he is the way and the truth. It is a person, it is Jesus Christ. And we, hallelujah, are to look like Christ. Christ covers. Christ lays down. Christ suffered. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And your suffering may look different than my suffering. But we are suffering for the cause of Christ. Suffering may mean I don't go where I'd like to go today because I'm going to stay home and pray. And I'm going to intercede because God has something he wants to do today for some other person across the world. That might be your suffering today. That might be you're putting aside the flesh and coming under the spirit of God. I don't know what your suffering is. I don't know that God showed Paul what he was going to suffer because he had killed many Christians So sometimes your suffering lines up with some things that you did that weren't right. But it wasn't... So when the Holy Spirit tells you to repent, it's it's a good thing to repent. Oh, it's the spiritual force, it's repentance. Oh, because he wants you not to suffer. He wants you to be free. But if you don't, if you don't repent... If you don't acknowledge your sin, Shun, then he can't cleanse you from your unrighteous ways. And repentance is not a bad word, it's a great word. It's a great word. When we repented of our sin, we won the victory. Amen. And so I present to you there are some areas that you are walking in perfection before your God, just like me. And he says, I want you to repent. So that the times of refreshing can come from the heaven. From heaven for you this morning. I want you to make a change. It might be in your mind. It might be as in the book of Acts. They look to man and not to the spirit of God. They wanted to elevate the man that brought the healing instead of the name of Jesus. And so many times we want to elevate a man when we already have the man. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. There is no one can love you like Jesus. There is no one that can cover you like Jesus. There is no one that can restore you like Jesus. But if you have Jesus, you will have wholeness. You will have wholeness and continual wholeness and continual refreshing. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 4.30 says that you can grieve. Let's just go to Ephesians. Let me just read it right here from the Word. Again, I've got a lot of different scriptures, whether we'll get to them all today I don't. But they were for me. If they're not for you, they're for me. And I present them to you. And and again, I, I myself have to acknowledge if I have in any way grieve the Holy Spirit see he sets a boundary about you and it's a boundary of peace and love and safety in the Holy Ghost Psalm 91 says that if I dwell in the shadow of the Almighty and I say of the Lord he is my refuge and stronghold he's he promises me that he, no plague nor calamity shall come near my tent for he stationed his angels in charge over me. That's my confidence because I say of the Lord, not because I wear a mask or what, or, or, or keep myself from people. My confidence and my, my safety is in Psalm 91 and the, the, the death of the testator of those words, Jesus Christ, amen. Uh, in, in Ephesians chapter four, verse uh, 30, hallelujah, let's, let's just go up a little bit. Oh, Jesus, they're just sick. Let's start with verse 20, 22. Put off the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupted according to the lusts of the flesh, the things that you, the flesh wants to do. Put them off and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on this new man That was created in God in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying and don't speak. Speak truth with people, for we are members one of another. Be angry. You can be angry, but do not sin and do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Because you give place to the devil if you're angry when you go to bed. If you have not resolved it, if you haven't released forgiveness to those people, you have a, the devil. This is a way devil can get in to torment you, to vex you, to harm you. Let him that steals, steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, things which are good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication, hear me, no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good in the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the ears of the hearer and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption so this is a way that you can break that seal you can allow that torment to come let all bitterness, wrath, clamor, evil speaking be far, be put away from you with all malice, and you be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you amen so this is right now you can just take that passage and you can read that passage and allow the word the spirit of the word to minister to you and to bring correction am i am i is there corrupt communication that is going out of my mouth am i grieving the holy spirit in some way Am I speaking against? Is there malice? See, people can say things, but there are people that say things and blaspheme with with a malice, with an intent to harm. You can tell the truth, and and the Lord had me praying um, one of my, my favorite psalms, which the Lord has been one of my hallmarks, Psalm 101, if you don't have it memorized or don't spend time in it, and, and one of the verses in Psalm 101 says, I hate the works of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. See, when you hear people that have turned aside from Jesus, turned aside and into different things, it wants to cleave to you. It wants to get on you. And so I found this as being a pastor for years and ministering to different people. We have to stay separate and make sure we stay in the Holy Spirit. And don't counsel out of the soulish, oh, out of what we hear and what we see in the natural. We have to minister by what the Holy Spirit says to minister. Because if I'm ministering to you in the flesh and you're coming to me with words of the flesh... It's not going to produce wholeness. It's just going to take you in a circle and bring you back to still needed to be delivered daily, daily. I mean, we we are going from glory to glory. I'm not saying that God's not going to reveal an adjustment. I need you to change this. Hallelujah. But if you are in condemnation, if you are under condemnation, that something's off with your, your relationship with the Lord, because the Holy Spirit himself is your helper. He is your guide. He is your leader. He is the voice of truth. And he alone is the one that shows you when you're off because the Holy Spirit inside of you is a warning device. Hallelujah. It says foreign, foreign, something foreign here, something foreign is you got to deal with it, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. Because people present thoughts to you. They present words to you. If they're in your house and they're speaking, you can be vexed and you've blocked out what you're saying, but your soul is still hearing it and it's being vexed. It's tormenting you. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you will show us how to deal with this in the name of Jesus. First of all, one of the ways that we deal with it is we repent if there's some part that we have played in it we acknowledge like we said and then i tell you the covenant meal i present things i believe the finished work of jesus christ and so i will take the meal i will present the blood and the body because they i know that that has defeated every foe every demonic every stratagem in every realm is under and been defeated already by the finished work of Jesus Christ. And when I take that bread and I take that juice, I acknowledge his victory and his deliverance. Hallelujah. Until he sets everything in order and he's going to do it soon. Hallelujah. Because he is right now seated seated in heavenly places. We are seated with him and he is seated waiting. He's not working. He is waiting until his enemies are made a footstool. He has already done everything that he's going to do. Hallelujah. But we as his people are enforcing his dominion in the earth. Hallelujah. We are enforcing the love dominion. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the the covenant meal, that it is love. It is a picture of how his vehement love for you and I and and so maybe you you've been re, you're, you grew up in a religious uh, church and you, and you or you a church that did the covenant meal but you've never really spent time yourself personally studying the benefits you've been studying the blood and the, and the body for years. I've been I, 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 it's where I, I anger my health. He is my healer. He is the Lord God that healeth me. He is Isaiah 53 that actually starts in 52 because his beard was plucked out and he had a crown of thorn on his head. And everything that he redeemed me from is still ever living today to continue to walk. At me So I can look to my Redeemer. Amen. And I can see that he redeemed me from the, 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 my, the, the hairs being plucked out. I look to Jesus he paid the price on with every stripe on his back and every every place that blood flowed out over on his head, in his beard, and in his side, and his hands, and his feet. Hallelujah. When he sweated drops of blood for every cell and everything that Jesus did. Hallelujah. And it's, he's ever living, the lamb that was slain. He's ever in heaven, the lamb that was slain, because every part of his. What he did for us before he ascended, before he descended, and then ascended, hallelujah, it was for our victory here and now. When we get to heaven, I don't need to be healed. I will already be healed. Amen. So all those things that he did on the cross before he paid the ultimate price were for our redemption on the here and now so that we can have them today. Hallelujah, because in heaven, there's no tears. Buddy. Folks, there's no tears in heaven. Everybody's whole. We have a glorified body. But right now, we live in a, in, a, in a body that has may have disease, may have something trying to spite you and trying to take you out. So we look to the shepherd and the bishop of our soul. Amen? And we recognize what he has purchased for us. Amen? How I got over the this... Is the Lord quicken that scripture to me a few days ago when when this uh, uh, when I was praying for someone and I've never had that the Lord quicken that scripture specifically over praying for the health of someone and and so as He gave me that and I passed it on I don't just pass on something I'd say well Lord show me what that means I want to know why You were saying that I want You to give me a revelation of that. It's not enough that you just give the word out. The the Bible was specific with Ezekiel. Let those words that go out of you be in you. Too many people are like, they have a deceived heart because they're hearers of the word, but they're doers of the word and they are deceived. We can't just hear a word. We need to take this word and be a doer of it. Hallelujah. Or we're just like the Sadducees and the Pharisees And all those C's, they see but they don't do. And they study the law and they study, but they don't take the action, the simple action that they're going to love their neighbor as their self. Come on. Jesus summed it all up because he saw those religious leaders trying to make it so difficult. And he said, just love God first. And love your neighbor as yourself. This is gonna make I'm gonna make it real simple for you, so you can get a hold of this. But so many other people don't want to do that. So many other people they want to know all the ins and outs of every scripture. When he, he Jesus made it so easy, the the youngest person in the in the, in the Lord could could receive it. Amen. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Amen. Let's read a couple other verses where it says. Uh, <clears throat> in Deuteronomy I'm going to give you quickly these verses so you can look back at them Deuteronomy 11:16 16 says that a heart can be deceived when they turn to other little G gods and worship them so if you are looking to money if you're looking to health I mean I want to be healthy and I want to be strong in the Lord I want to be strong in the Lord and not in my muscles I mean, I, I do exercise, I do walk, I do things, and I do want to do that. But if that is an idol, if I'm spending more time exercising than I am in the Word, then I, that's an idol. It's a little G-God. So maybe some of this is for somebody out here, out there. Hallelujah. Maybe it's not a, an actual idol like a Baal or, or something. or Something that whatever is in your life that you need more than Jesus is an idol. And if it's fame, if it's if it's relationships, if, if you can't not talk to people, if you can't uh, fast, if you can't turn away food, it's an idol. So, in um, so that was uh, Deuteronomy 11:6. In Luke, uh, let's go to Luke 21:8. Just look over there. I still have a Bible here, you know, because I, I I have to. I have to look above and below and all around and It says, um, uh, and, and they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when all these things shall come to pass? And he said, this is in red, take heed that you be not deceived. For many will come in my name, even saying saying that I am Christ. And the, as the time draws near, go you not therefore after them but when you shall hear of wars and commotions be not terrified for these things must first come to pass but the end is not by and by and he said to them nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms and great earthquakes and there shall be diverse places and And famines and pestilence and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers. Why? For my name's sake, for the name of Jesus. And it shall turn to you to be a testimony. So when you're brought into these places, you yourself will be a testimony. Even when they bring you captive, you will be a testimony of Jesus. So settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate on what you are going to say. But I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to. To gainstay or resist. You shall be betrayed by parents and kin folks. And he goes on, and that's not my, my thing to talk about all the things that are gonna happen. But even in these situations, you want to be led by the Spirit. And let the holy, you don't have to be concerned about all that you're going to say. Your part is to study your word, the word, to be a proved workman in this word. Because he promises that this word is capable for doctrine, for reproof, reproof, that the man or woman may be perfect, lacking nothing. But if you don't know this word and you don't trust that you're going to this word, I see people that have given themselves, they they look at the the, 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 the uh, phone that's their word they don't have a Bible that's their word and you can in a moment they could change everything and they could rearrange that word and if you didn't know already that word and hadn't been meditating in this word you would be you would pick up that that word people have made Bibles they have different Bibles they have different healing my book On healing is substantiated through Isaiah 53. That by his stripes, I was healed. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not looking for a pathway of healing. The pathway has been made for my healing in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what I'm holding to. That's what I'm taking. I don't need to. I'm not trying to make another covenant. I already have my covenant. It's already established. Maybe you haven't made that covenant. Maybe you made a covenant with a little G God. But there is no other name by which men can be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Because he is living, he is the God of the living, not the dead. We are living when we've accepted him as our Lord and Savior. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you may be alive naturally, and you may have a spirit. Yes, you do, just like animals have a soul. But there is a recreated, born again spirit that you get when you accept Jesus as your Lord of uh, Lord of your life. That does not come until you accept him as your as your as your Savior. So you have to, how do, how do men become saved? They must be born again. We must be born again into this, into this family of God. And how we are born again is by accepting Jesus as, his, as our Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that he has been raised from the dead and paid the price for your sins. And you shall be saved. Saved isn't just one-time event. Saved is a process where He becomes the shepherd and bishop of your soul. That He is the one that discerns between truth and a lie. He is the one that is inside of you now. That when you go into a situation and you are hearing people speak, that you just can't. You can't, I don't take that. I don't receive it. I don't. I, I don't take that. I take that. I don't take that. I do not take that. And you gotta start. You need to start saying, "I don't receive it." Because if you just allow that, those things, to, say, to have, they'll start to have a place in your house. They'll have, start to have a place in your heart. You say, I don't receive that. I don't receive that. It's not a, enough that we don't say anything. That I don't receive that. I don't receive words that have been spoken in my house. Sometimes you have to go in and you have to cleanse your room. There have been times I've had to come in this place many times. And I've had to cleanse the atmosphere. I've had to take the blood of Jesus and I've had to continue to cleanse it. Because I don't want things that are not of Jesus. I don't, I don't want you to pick up a doctrine of demons and do what demons do and call it Jesus. Come on. And, we, and only the shepherd and bishop of your soul will be able, will help you in these matters. See, he wants you to know if there's something not right, if you're being tortured or tormented. It's because you've allowed yourself to be in subjection to something. It is, You've opened the door by ignorance, by unconscious sins, by words that you've said, by Lord, words you have not rebuked. Come on. And that's why you're being tormented. So if you have that, if you're being vexed, say, Lord, show me. I repent. Show me though I don't want to step in that hole again. I don't want to go down that road again. Come on, do you want to go down the road again? Do you want to get bit do you want more demons to come at you? I don't. So cut it off. You get off the road to sin. You I, I Appreciate, Pastor Kevin makes it so easy. If you get off, the, if you stay off the road to sin, you won't get there. If you get off the phone with that person that you're always gossiping with and always talking about this person and that person, with if you don't talk to them anymore, then maybe you just won't have to get that. You won't find yourself blaspheming God and speaking against His people. You got to. You, he is. He's already done it all, and He's already given you the authority. Now you must do it. You must wage the warfare. He is not going to make you lift your hand and wage the warfare. He is not going to force you to pray in the spirit. You have to do it. You have to start out in the natural. And then the Holy Spirit will pray through you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so and so, he's already given us the weapons of our warfare. He's already put inside of us the Holy Spirit to help us. And one of the names of the Holy Spirit is he is our helper. He's the helper. He's the warner. He's the one that says, warning, warning, something foreign here. And you've been around some wrong people. Look at your week. Go back through and see what discern. Uh-uh, something's, you were so busy doing this. Uh-uh, something's not right. You go back and you you know, go, there's this situation, this situation, this. Hallelujah. Especially if you're around a lot of people and you're listening and letting them put, letting them say instead of so what God says. And they talk a lot about a lot of nonsense and not what the Word of God says. See, because the Word promises that it is a two-edged sword. It is able to winnow out. It is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And it is able to lodge. It is able to discern my, the thoughts and intents of my heart, the thoughts and intents of your heart. It is able itself to winnow out and say, this is cancer, get this out. But if you are continuing to have your mouth go in the wrong direction, I tell you, you need to put a watch over your mouth. Say, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would put a watch over my mouth because what life and death is in the power of the tongue and we shall surely eat the fruit of it. Whether you like it or not, it is, it is scripture. Whether you want it to be another way, it is scripture. And so if you are blaspheming God, if you are cursing man, if you are doing those things, whatsoever you are doing is going to come back. There's a boomerang effect. So what you want to do is says here, that's one of the things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows. You think that's for just somebody else. It's not for me. No, it is, there's a reality. I'm still fully trying to grab hold of that That. That's scripture. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. They that sow to the flesh, they're going to reap of the flesh. Though that sow to the spirit, are going to reap of the spirit. So so you want to be on the on the side of sowing to the spirit and not of the flesh. Amen? Like Pastor Kevin, you want to head off on the spirit side, the right foot and not the left. Amen. And so you want to go towards the spirit, enter into the spirit. If you don't know what to say in a given situation, just pray in the spirit under your breath. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I knew that I was supposed to get with her, and I've been trying to reach out to get with this person, and and I'm talking to you know the person, and 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 uh, you know she's, you know talking about this, and I just. You know, I just, before I knew it, I was praying in the spirit. I just praying in the spirit. I'm sure, sure. You know, she was like, what is she doing? You know, but I, because I, I want what the spirit wants. I don't want a natural relationship. This is, we're too late in the game folks to be lining ourselves in all these fleshly relationships. He has divine appointments, divine relationships. For divine purposes and divine strategies in this hour. Hallelujah. And there will be joy in it. And the relationships and the friendships that he's bringing to you now. That are coming to you now. Are for eternal relationships that they they may not be in eternity they may not be saved right now but they are so that you can spend eternity together hallelujah amen hallelujah it won't hallelujah so it it doesn't mean they may not be they may not be saved today but god's bringing he's bringing they will be found by a person they will you there's a a scripture that says i will be found by people that didn't seek me that means somebody's got to be sent that's you that's me hallelujah they'll be found by they weren't even looking for jesus and they'll be found by him and then guess what we're going to be we're going into some new places but we don't have to worry about what to say you just heard that scripture because he'll give you what to say in that hour so be not deceived god is not mocked that's galatians uh, six hallelujah in first corinth uh first corinthians i'm going to give you a couple things uh, some other verses we're going to follow the scripture because when you follow the full counsel of the word of god then you have what he he says on the subject so when you study the word of god if you get a word like to see go through the book of the strong's concordance get the different studies on that word what the bible says and then you study it out and you say what he says brings deception right and so where were we, we were going to go to uh, Luke, I think I already did Luke uh, 21, 1 Corinthians 6. Let me get over there. 6, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad. You know, the, the word, it hurts so good. The word, it hurts. it. This word, when you take it in and it corrects you, it is it is life. It is freedom and liberty to you. And so, this word, even if you don't like it, allow it to do its work in you and to minister to you. Hallelujah. It, it, it will, it's, it's for life, not death for you. Uh, this is uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6. And let's start uh, verse 9. Know you not that the unrighteousness, the unrighteous shall not, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Their fornicators won't. Idolaters won't. Adulterers won't. effeminates won't. Abusers of themselves with mankind won't. Thieves won't. Covetous, envious people won't. Drunkards won't. Revelers won't. Extortioners won't won't, none of them will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. (laughs) And some of us are still dealing with devils like these that are still trying to pull us back into familiar spirits of of actions that we were involved in years past, right? And so I'm not beyond reproach. There's only one Jesus. There was only one perfect you don't, you don't have to go very far to look in the scalp my, my closet to find some skeletons, okay? I'm just going to let you know they're probably there. And you could probably put me with people that I should have been arrested, that I should have been in prison, that I should have done this, and that I should have done this, and that I was around some evil people. And you could probably blaspheme God by saying that I was part of, party to it. If you want to look at me that way, you can find it, I'm sure. You can find it about all of us because there was only one. They found it about Jesus. They condemned him. He was an innocent man. And they crucified the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. They crucified the Lord of glory. Because he never did sin. Never once. Then it says here in, in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Hallelujah. This is the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I gotta read it. I gotta. I gotta say, Lord, speak to me through it. Fifteen thirty-three says, "Hallelujah." First Corinthians, fifteen thirty-three. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. So awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Let me read the amplified. Do not be so deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communions, associations corrupt and deprave good manners and moral morals and character. So awake from your drunken stupor and be sober and sense your right minds and knowledge amen, hallelujah, not you know, just yield to the Holy Spirit. So be not, just evil communication, being around people, like I quoted from Psalm 101, I hate the work of them that turn aside. You don't want that dirt to get on you. It says in Romans 16, 19, that we are to be excellent at what is good, and innocent of evil. That And then the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath his feet. I share this story. I was speaking to Pastor Kevin about this this vision that my dear sister, the prayer warrior, had years ago. And um, she told it to me 20-something years ago, but it it bears repeating because it was such a powerful vision she had. And um, it stuck with me. She, uh, in the dream, she was in like the end time war where Jesus comes with a two-edged sword and he is before her and she sees him and she is, he is above her and in front of her with a two-edged sword in his mouth and she's behind. Well, as he was before, ahead of her, she decided that she wanted to look up to see the battle. As soon as she came up and above from behind the shadow, from behind the protection of the Almighty, she immediately was to hit, immediately was attacked. We have to stay behind the shadow. We have to stay in the shadow of the Almighty. We have to wrap ourselves in his presence. We don't need to know that evil out there. We don't need to, we need to pray in the spirit and pray and pray the mysteries and pray the perfect will of God. He has given us a language of the spirit in this hour. It is praying in the Holy Ghost. It is the language of the Spirit. And God and angels, it's called the tongues of men and the tongues of angels. Hallelujah. And even if you pray in the spirit, like like it says in 1 Corinthians 13, and you have all manner of prayer, but you have not love. What does the Bible say? You're nothing. If I have the prophecy, and if I have a gift to see everything, and yet I have not love, I'm a tinkling glass. Or a symbol. There's no, there's no reality to you. See, we as this people, our badge is love. Our badge is love. We've been bought with a great price. The blood of Jesus is. Pay the price, the body and the blood. Both we need. Because we're daily in this world. But we are not of this world. We have the kingdom within us. Amen. The kingdom of God is within you. It is an ever increasing kingdom. Your kingdom. The kingdom within you is not diminishing. It is on the increase. So you want to allow it. But when you grieve the Holy Spirit, he's showing you, you this is not going to be well with you. I have a plan for you, an eternal plan. you fit in this eternal scheme. I plan you to be something. and when you grieve the Holy Spirit wherewith you were made, he, His job as the ship shepherd and bishop of your soul, is to bring you back to fellowship, to peace in your spirit. If you resist, if you will not heed, then you get sick. Then things happen. If you persist in your way. And so I pray for you this morning as I I have repented myself, if there's any way that is not pleasing in your sight, Lord, that you would reveal those things that I can walk in pure heart and not have a deceived heart, amen? That today I lay down any idols, any fame, anything that that I lift up above my relationship with you, prayer, praying with a person. Come on, I'm going to hit some things. Praying with a person, relationships, groups, Where you went to school, where you went to college, sororities, uh, secret societies, any of those. If they are taking the place of, of Jesus in your life, does may not mean you have to get rid of him all the way, but he desires to be number one. Have you left your first love? paid the price for you this morning. See, I have seen him. I've seen him. And when you see him, and you see his glory, you realize how far you are. And only with his spirit can you become more like him. And I pray this morning that as you behold Jesus, lover of your soul as you spend time focusing on turning your eyes on Jesus looking full in his wonderful face all these things will drop be dim in the light of his glory and his grace thank you for being with us I, I didn't really cover you can study it yourself hallelujah there's The evil men are certainly going to last more and more in this hour. We don't want to deceive ourselves. There's a 2 Timothy 3.13 says that there are going to be evil men are going to last more and more. James 1.22 says that you can deceive yourself. Obadiah 3 says the pride of your heart can deceive you. So, as you stand upon your walk in your secret place this morning, as you make time to go to the secret place of the stairs with your Jesus, open your heart this morning and say, Lord, I I want you to show me. I will stand upon my watch and hear when I am reproved. And then we go forward. Amen. Lord, I just thank you for this message. I pray that it will go into the hearts of those you desire to hear it. Lord, I thank you for it returning back into me and doing a work in me. And I pray this morning that you see Jesus as he truly is. Your lover, your savior, your king, you're the bishop, and shepherd of your soul, your healer, your redeemer, your righteousness, your soon coming king, coming with a two-edged sword in his mouth to execute judgment. He's the judge, not us. We just thank you for being with us this morning. You have a blessed week. Amen.